Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders and today I'm excited to introduce 19-year-old Claudia Suarez, apprentice ballerina with the Arts Ballet Theatre of Florida and our new, newest contributor to the wonderful world of dance. Hi, Claudia. Thanks for joining us all the way from Miami. Hi, Savannah. Hi. So, hey, glad to be here. <laughs> so, Claudia, tell me, you're originally from Venezuela. Tell yeah. us, what was it like growing up in Venezuela and when did you first start dancing? Well, um, growing up in Venezuela, it's 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 very very hard because um well I, I didn't remember my my early early childhood but um ever since i was one year old you know the government has been um really crazy and um i don't know anything else apart from that government um but yeah um besides that my childhood was very very happy i'm very glad i'm very thankful um, I didn't have any difficulties or anything. Um, and I first started dancing because I was born naturally turned in. And because my dad, you know, walks very, very turned in and, you know, I have uh, genetics. So ever since I was, I think, four years old, I got into orthopedic boots, you know, going, I need, I need help to walk properly. Okay. So the doctor finally told my mom and my grandma to put me into ballet classes so my legs could be better. So that's how I started. I went into a local ballet school and I was there since, well, since I was five until I was 14. And they, <clears throat> of course, my teacher taught me everything about ballet and everything. And then I wanted to change, get something better. And when I was 14, I changed ballet schools. And then I was one and a half years there. And one year and a half, sorry. <laughs> and then I came to Miami and two years I graduated and then company. But growing up in Venezuela, yeah, it was definitely really hard. Um, there's no safe streets, you know, ever since I was very, very young, they, they always said, be careful or don't open the door to anyone or, the news was disaster all the time. But, yeah, that's why I came here. Yeah, it must have yeah. been um, very different growing up to living in Miami. And also, yeah, yeah and, and it must have been, was it different sort of dancing as well when you went to your local school in Venezuela to compared to some of your studies that you have done? You studied, um, I understand, at the Central School of Ballet in London for a little bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> and um, how did that come about? Well, my local school, the first one, um, it was mostly Cuban technique. So I got to actually travel with them to Cuba twice, and I'm very, very thankful for that too. Um, but when I was eight, my my mom wanted to study in in the UK, so we moved. Um, on October 20, um, 2005. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I started, I think, for five, six months in Central School of Ballet. 
Um, I had a wonderful teacher. <clears throat> of course, at that time, I couldn't recognize the differences between um, Royal Academy of Dance and, of course, the Cuban Technique. I was just, you know, a little girl. <laughs> just dancing. Um, and then when I came back and changed ballet schools when I was 14, I got into Vaganova style um, in that, that second school. Um, very, very different, of course. Mm. And I got to clean my technique a lot because you know how the Russians are, very, you know, structured and everything. And then I came here in Miami and my director is Vladimir Saev. He's Russian and he applies also Vaganova technique. And uh, summer intensives are completely Vaganova school because he has... Um, teachers from the actual Vaganova Ballet Academy in St. Petersburg coming to teach. And yeah, um, I think these last years have been mostly Vaganova and Russian style. But yeah, I have had many, you know, Cuban, then RID, then Russian, you know, I have many different techniques coming to my body. And I know, um, now I know the differences now that I'm 19 and I, you know, can recognize them. But, yeah. So when when you were a little bit younger um, mm -hmm. and still doing your vocational training, you actually won a few awards. You won the silver medal in, at the Caracas National Ballet Competition. You were yeah. awarded top ten dancer at the Universal Ballet Competition in Florida. And at the tender age of just 15... This is when you won your scholarship to, to attend the Arts Ballet Theatre in Florida to their summer yeah. intensive. How have those ballet competitions um, and awards influenced your dance career so far? What, what was your experience like? Well, um, during my, my whole young career, because I'm really young still, mm. um, I've never been a fan of competitions. I get really, really nervous because um, all the dancers that go to competitions are amazing. They turn so much. They, you know, mm. their extensions are amazing. They're so clean in their technique, and they they actually train every single day to the competition, to the big day. Um, this first competition that I won, um, my ballet teacher actually created the competition. My first body teacher. Um, first was a national level, at a national level. And it was the first ballet competition in Venezuela ever. Wow. Uh, yeah. So she created the, the whole event. And it was two days, two rounds. And I got to dance two variations, completely different style. You know, romantic, Grandpa de Cat one. And then Aurora third act mm -hmm. so I got to that was my first glimpse of knowing variations of knowing the ballets knowing the styles and everything so I learned a lot from that competition and I was very surprised actually to have won the silver medal I got um, um, there, there were like three um, qualification points you know the judges were doing three things there were um, technique artistry and how you look on stage, uh, mm -hmm. if the, the costume was right and everything. And I got the artistry levels really, really high, apparently. So that's how I got the silver medal. And I was really surprised. I Because I'm very confident once I go on stage, but I was 
really nervous, really, really nervous. And I got the next year after that, I went to that competition, the same one. Um, we had a little bit of international students coming, um, but unfortunately I didn't win. Um, and then 2015, I told my director, because it was my senior year, that's why they call here, um, before you graduate. Mm -hmm. And I told him, um, you know, I want, I really want to compete this year because uh, at this um, Florida, really, really small combat. Not, not small, it's getting bigger, actually. <laughs> but, um, you know, I really want to see where I am, compare myself to others, mm -hmm. to others of my age. I was 17 at the time. And I chose the same variation that I did back in, my, in the first competition, the Grandpa the Cat one. Um, because I knew the variation, I had really, really short time to rehearse. And... Yeah, fortunately, I was uh, awarded top 10, so I was actually surprised by that, too. But, yeah, um, competitions get me really nervous, but, mm -hmm. yeah, um, I'm really thankful that I, I, could, I could go and, and win. And for the scholarship to Arts Ballet Theatre, um, that was the actu actually the second competition that my director saw me and a friend and then talked to my teacher and then decided to give me the scholarship for the summer program on the next year. So that's how I got to know them. Mm -hmm. The school here in Miami, my director and his uh, wife, who's uh, the daughter of a famous composer in Venezuela. Um, and thanks to them, I could you know, move here and, and have a place to dance when we didn't even have a house when we came here. So wow. um, that's how I got to be here in Miami in company. And then I grew, you know, so almost four years here. So tell us about what it's like as an apprentice at the Arts Ballet Theatre. What does your day look like? Um, you know, what's typical for you? Well, um, first I got to be, this is my first year as an apprentice. Yeah. Um, the l last season, I was a trainee, actually. Um, once I graduated from the school, I was uh, only two years there in the advanced level. Once I graduated, um, I got to be only trainee, which is a, in, this is a very small company. Mm -hmm. So we have the ranks are not, you know, um, like typical, are not apprentice, called the ballet, and soloist, and principal. Here we have... Um, because we are 20-something dancers, okay. we have trainees, we have apprentices, and then we have company members. And we only have Katoya as our principal dancer right now. Um, so, yeah, I first got to be a trainee where I got, you know, um, um, first glimpse of how the company works. Mm -hmm. um, and then this year, yeah, I got to be an apprentice. So my... They actually promoted me, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so my, my day starts, you know, I, I wake up every morning, have breakfast. I try to have a really um, really healthy breakfast to get me, you know, um, strong for the, the class. And I, I need to, I don't have a car, I don't drive yet. So okay. <laughs> in Miami, you have to drive. It's, it's really impossible if you don't have a car. But... 
fortunately, there's a train close to my place, and there's a bus. Only I only have to take one bus. So it takes me like an hour, an hour and a half to get to the studio. Wow. Yeah, because I don't have a car either, um, and the traffic is awful too. Um, So then I tried to get to the studio 45 minutes to half hour before the class. Mm -hmm. Our class is at 9.30. Okay. Every morning, yeah. um, I get you know warm up and put all my warmers because the thing is it's really hot outside, but the AC inside is, you know, it gets it gets your body really cold at least for me. Yeah. <clears throat> so then my director um, teaches the class every day, mm-hmm. um, Monday to Friday, and then Saturdays we there our classes at two. Mm-hmm. Um, at 11, we finish, and then we start rehearsing for our productions. We normally dance, um, we start in August, and then our season is, uh, we dance in October, then we have Nutcracker, nine to ten um, performances in December of Nutcracker, and then we dance in March, and then we finish in May with a spring gala. Okay. Um so, yeah, we dance every two, three months, and we prepare. Um, we rehearse every day for the upcoming ones. <clears throat> we sometimes mix, you know, and this this past season, we started Nutcracker performances before October. Um, okay. Rehearsal, sorry, before October. So, you know, we, we get to mix if we have time, actually. Um and, and tell us, what is it? what are the other dancers like? Are they from different parts of the U.S. or yeah. like you from other, other countries? What is the company sort of made up like? Well, um, actually, out of the 20-ish dancers we have, or we are, half of them are Asian. Oh, really? They are, yeah, we have um, Japanese and Chinese dancers. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's they're amazing. Yes, um, because they, you know their training is it's it's great, I, and they they love to dance abroad. That's why they have told me. So you know they they try different companies in the world, and most of them are in the Royal Ballet, the incredible ones. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, um, we have at least five to six Japanese dancers. Wow. Um, we have two Chinese right now. This is us for mm. this season. Yeah. Um, we are four Venezuelans. Wow. So yeah, you're, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Um, it's Katoya and two, two other friends and me. Okay. Um, and then four Americans, I think. But they have also mixed, you know, because they, they have Asian par- parents you know, but but they were born here. Yeah. And two, I think two of them, of the Americans, are actually from my director's school. So they grew up. Okay. Yeah. From like three years old. Quite local. Company members. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it sounds very. It sounds like a very diverse company with, like you say, dancers who are coming from all around the world. Do you find that really beneficial, um, interesting to sort of compare how the training or your approach to dance is? Um, how does it sort of shape your world? Well, it is actually 
really, um, I learn a lot from my colleagues. That's mm-hmm. how I'm going to call them. Um, for example, one of them, and I forgot to, she, she's from Cuba, mm-hmm. but she grew up, she came here in my, to Miami like, you know, when she was like seven, and she was she trained in Miami City Ballet. So she has mostly balancing technique, mm-hmm. but then she came to a company where it's, you know, Russian mostly. Um, my Japanese friends, um, they have, I think, Royal Academy of Dance. That's what they do in, in Japan. Um, um, we have had Cuban dancers and they left, you know, and they have their amazing Cuban technique and strong. We have had Russians that are really, really clean, you know, and everything. And, and we in Venezuela, we have all mixed. But I get to learn from them how, like, the way they dance, the way they do things. And I, I really like to watch all of them in class. When I, you know, second group in center. And then I stare at them, seeing what, what they do, yeah. how they do it and everything. I try to copy the best mm-hmm. of each. Yeah. Um, because I'm the youngest one, so I get to learn from them, even if they're like two, two years. We are two years apart, or three. They have more experience than me, or yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Fantastic. So <laughs> I, love, I love to see them. Uh, absolutely. And tell us about your love of dance. Like, what is it about dancing that you love? It's really hard to explain because you know. Um, sometimes, um, um, people say that dancers are, um, I don't know, they suffer a lot in the career, mm-hmm. um, which is, it can be tough. Cool. It's, it's really tough because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole training and stuff is really, really tough since you're very, very young. But what I love the most is that I get to be better every day. Or to try again every day. You know, if, if I had a bad day in class, then I get to be better the next day, maybe. Um, if I do this or do that, I get to be better. And But what I love the most is the feeling on stage. It's it's really... I, I, can't, I cannot describe it because I'm a really shy person. I don't really... Um, talk to people when I meet them. Okay. I'm really, really quiet and um, that's why I write. That's why I like to write. So, um, that's another story. But once I go on stage, it's like um, my shyness when goes away. And I, I love the feeling of being a character, for example, or if I'm, if I'm being a, a soloist in one of the variations of the Nutcracker, I create a character or something. I, I do something on my head to to be someone else. Um, to and be- I love the history of ballet and everything. It's 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 amazing. It's it's so great. Yeah. So you like the history of ballet, not just. I love it. I love it. What what, really what do you love about it? Um, I love how it develops. Like it started. Um, majorly like a court dance for you yeah. know royals and yeah. then the skirts got shorter then you know we had the romantic era which is my favorite 
my favorite ever. Because <laughs> um, I love the romantic ballets like Giselle and then the Grandpa de Castro is one of my favorites and the history behind it is amazing. Um, then we got into tutus and the classical ballet and the Russian era and, you know, Tchaikovsky came and three um, spectacular ballets came. Um, and then we got more modern and modern, and then Balanchine came in the 50s, 60s, if I'm not mistake, mistaken. Um, you know, all, all those movements, I love it. I love everything. And I have actually a book, History of Ballet, that I, I have to read. It's really long, but it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I love watching videos about history and everything. It's amazing. And... Uh, what inspires you every day to, you know, go to class or do you have dance icons that you look up to that you think I'd love to be like that dancer one day? What inspires you? Well, what inspires me every day to go to class, um, I don't know, it's really hard to explain, but the, the feeling of of um, getting better with my body, getting better in, in this in this art form, which is beautiful. And the goal of um, having a good performance at the end of every two, three months, yeah. I think is it's what I love the most. And I love performing, and that's, that's, that's what inspires me. As long as icons, I have a lot. Okay. <laughs> tell, um, tell us about your icons. When, yeah, when I lived in London, I got to know... I went, okay, so I went to uh, watch the Royal Ballet for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I watched Alina Koyokaru in doing La Silphide. And I was Amazing. at the last balcony, really, really far away. But I, I still could, you know, I was I was eight years old. And I was, oh, my God, it's a very, it's, it's a gorgeous theater, which is amazing. It's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful theater. Um after that performance, I told my mom, you know, I really want to be like them or dance here one day. Who knows? And then my mom said, well, let's, let's do it. And I'm very thankful for her support all the time. Um, but then I got to see posters of Darcy Bustle. Mm, amazing. And I still dream of seeing her one day. She retired already. And yeah. I think the year after I, I came back to Venezuela, and that was really, really sad. Um but I got to see her videos all the time. Darcy Bustle is, and, and you know, her interviews, uh, she has a documentary that I have no idea how many times I watch it. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I got um, identified with her a little bit because, mm -hmm. you know, many people told her, oh, you're too tall, you're not going to be Juliet ever. Or you are you have this you have that. She went late to White Lodge, yeah. um, and but but she got to be you know the the principal dancer of Royal Ballet for I think twenty years. Prima ballerina, she's yeah, prima ballerina, world, world famous, yeah, absolutely, one of the best, astounding, um, astounding career. Yeah, I still dream of uh, not meeting her one day. It will be a dream come true. And when I was, I think fifteen. I think 14, 15, yeah. My mom showed me a video of uh, Stephen McRae. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, look, look at this dancer. 
and it was the his Nutcracker Parada with Miyako Yoshida, and I said, "Oh my God!" And you know, and and she she said, "You know, behind the wig because you know they use the wig for uh, the print, the Nutcracker print. Um, he's a red hair." No, okay, yeah. so. I got to remember, oh, the red hair Australian dancer, you know? and then I got into watching so many videos of Steven, so many, and then I said, this is, he's amazing, he's he very amazing. humble, yeah. he's, oh, and um, he then opened his social media accounts, and then, oh, and I got to follow him everywhere, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, and, and then I met, I got to meet him. In New York, oh, and fabulous. I was in shock. I was. I had his. I have his book actually, and then I have his book on my hand. I saw him, as him, Stephen. I was crying at it because you know he came on stage. I cried, and then he came to, through the stage door. I cried, and then he saw me crying and asked me, "So where are you coming from?" And then he got to talk to us for five minutes. I was in shock, <laughs> and my mom did, did most of the talking, but you know I got advice from him. And he's incredibly amazing. But looking at him in social media and everything, and um, I have many, many idols everywhere. But those two are my my top. Well, they are definitely amazing dancers that yeah. you are looking up to. I, I have to say, they're also my favorites as well. I'm a hu mm -hmm. huge, huge, huge fan. Um, so thinking about <clears throat> the future. And your future, because you're only 19, you're, you're still only the apprentice, as you say, the youngest in your current company. What, what does your sort of dream career look like? What, what do you hope for or what are you working towards going forward? Yeah. Um, I know that I'm probably not going to be a soloist or a principal dancer because of my, you know, level of dancing, of because of my training, my past training. Um, but my goal right now is to get into be a core de ballet member in any company because I love um, core de ballet. I it's that's um, something I really admire from the dancers because you yeah. know they they get to dance. Imagine four, 14 crackers in a big company every single day, snow and flowers, and then they get to do the swans, or get to do the shades in Bayadere, which is, I think, probably the, the most difficult one of all, yeah. of everything. Um, but that's that's my goal right now. And I know I will be happy doing corps de ballet. I love it. And if I get to do soloist or principal, well, you know, it's, it will be amazing. But my goal right now is to be... Um, core the ballet member in any medium to big company that mm -hmm. that will be a dream came true um, and also I want to little by little um, study a little bit in mm -hmm. universities you know take university courses if uh, Stephen McGregor could do it I can do it <laughs> <laughs> um, get a, a degree little by little and in journalism or English um, you know sort of a, the writing career absolutely I want. Yeah. Um, yeah, because after dancing, you know, I really don't see myself as a, as a teacher mm -hmm. or a choreographer mm -hmm. because, you know, my personality is not, you know, the best with kids or young students. I'm really impatient, but I'm, I'm shy at the same time. So 
I don't know. I don't see myself as teacher or mm-hmm. director or choreographer. I don't know. But to be involved in in ballet after dancing will be writing for the arts or getting, you know, spread the ballet world to everyone. That's that's. I think that's my career goal after ballet. You know, dancing for the ballet to soloists maybe, mm-hmm. and then getting to write. That that would be the ideal. Wow, it sounds like uh, you've got an amazing life mapped out for yourself, and I'm I'm sure that you will get there absolutely. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, sort of finally, um, what advice if there was? You know, I imagine that there will be you know, some younger dancers, younger than yourself, who are listening to you today or watching you today and thinking, you know, wow, I'd love to, I'd love to have that, I'd love to become an apprentice, I'd love to join a company, I'd love to, what advice would you give to younger dancers based on the experience that you've had so far in your life that would help them be able to achieve their goals? Well, I have had many ups and downs Mm -hmm. in my life, mostly because I come from a very difficult country Mm -hmm. and um, and also my self-confidence is not as strong, but every day I remind myself, you know, I'm going in, I I need to have a path, I need to keep inspired and everything. So I think that's my advice, Don't, don't give up on your dreams. You can modify the dreams as your life goes on you know it's not like oh yeah I will be a principal dancer one day but maybe the path is you know turns another way and you get to be only for the ballet or something but you get experience you know Um, I think my main advice here is you know don't don't give up don't listen to anyone that tells you you can't because I have I have had people that told me that like, no, you're not, you're not going to be, just just go and study some something else, like be an attorney, you know, or be a lawyer or a doctor. Is this, um, is this what you were told? Uh, some some people, yeah, because uh, I used to be, uh, not presuming at all, <laughs> I used to be a really smart student in, in, in school, mm-hmm. in high school and middle, middle school, elementary school and everything. Um. And my teachers were like, oh, what, what career are you going to, you know, you have a really good grades and everything. And I said, I just want to dance. I, I wasn't clear about the writing career at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, everyone told me, oh, but, but you can be, you know, you can study biology, you can study to be a doctor, you can study to be a lawyer, you can study to be an entrepreneur, engineer, whatever. I said, I just want to dance. That's what I want to do. And they were, What? You have such good grades, such good, you know, everything. But then I said, no, just don't listen to anyone that wants to change your life. That's that's my main advice. Um, just follow um, your dreams. Think up what you want and keep going on that and, and work hard for it. That's that's my main advice. Yeah. And I think you know, dancers notoriously and quite unfortunately have a short career, although, yeah. I, you know, with um, dance health being a priority and the, the improvements in dance training over the years is meaning that dancers are able to dance for longer. 
um, than they used to be able to, but it's still quite a short life. And it's you know, the advice that, you know, or some of the guidance that you were given that others might also receive in terms of don't pursue, you know, the dance, do something more academic, but actually you get to, you get to do both, in fact, in your life, yeah. Yeah, which is a double sort of gift, really. You get to, exactly. yeah, you get to, you know, work really hard at something you love, get to perform on stage, as you, as you say, either in the corps de ballet or soloist, principal, you know, whichever path that you go on. And then, you know, when it's time for, as I like to say, the second act of your life, um, then you get to pursue other dreams <clears throat> that you have and your dream of you know, pursuing a, a career as a dance writer. Well, you've already started your own blog, Claudia's Journal. Everyone yeah. listening has to go have a look. Um, and you're going to be sharing your, your journey, uh, dance journey with us on the wonderful world of dance. So, yeah. you know, you're able to build those two things that you're, you love and bring your academics into your dance world mm -hmm. now. And, you know, that could only pave the way for a, a long, wonderful, wonderful career doing a yeah. variety of things in dance. Yeah. I, you know, right now, um, we don't get to be, er, not everyone will be Alicia Alonso who danced until yeah. her sixties or, um, um, Alessandra Ferri who's coming back on stage. Yeah. Um, so thankfully right now we can do both because our universities are going online and I'm really glad that is happening because, you know, being flexible, uh, it's it's a um, bonus Absolutely. Um, when you're a dancer. Having a flexible study um, schedule um, sort of way. Um, but, yeah, um, you, you can, if, if someone thinks about it and works hard for it, you can do anything. You know, it's, it's not impossible because there are people that have done both. And I think Megan Fairchild just graduated. <laughs> the New York City Ballet dancer, principal dancer, and she was in Broadway even. She just she just graduated and you know, um there's a chance to do everything you want in life. Absolutely. Um, we li we live in amazing times where we get to make great choices and do amazing things with our lives. One of the yeah. thing one of the things I wanted to ask you about as well actually was your photo shoot with the famous dance photographer yeah. um uh is it Schiavioni? Jeans Jean Chavioni, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that experience. Your photos look incredible. And for those listening, definitely get online and have a look at them. They're incredible. What was that like? Well, my mom actually encouraged me to do it. Um, we met Jean. There was a, a gala in West Palm Beach, Florida, close to West Palm Beach, of young dancers. Um, there were mostly Florida schools. And one of those years, I think it was uh, 2014, 2015, he got to be the photographer for that gala. And we got to meet him. And then I, I had like a pamphlet of his photo shoots. And then I saw, oh, these, these are amazing. Wow. And then I had that pamphlet for like a year in my, my, my room. And then my mom said, you know, I, I want... 
I want you to have a photo shoot with Jean Chavioni. And then I said, I don't know, because um, I had a lot of struggle with my weight at the time mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, um, uh, as a body dancer should be or being healthy. And I was, you know, struggling a lot finding the, the healthiest way for my body and everything. I said, I, I don't know, because I don't look so well. And then I was, you know, and I said, no, do it. Do it, do it. And then, yeah. Um, we drove like an hour or so from our place to West Florida and he was incredibly friendly, incredibly humble and he, he, he never danced, but, um, I think his, his story is, it's, he, he went to photography in ballet, you know, another path, talking about paths of life. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm in front of this photographer that shoots um, ABT yeah. and Marinsky. And, yeah. you know, I was... Everyone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, he had these incredible costumes and he has this pink gown. The famous pink gown. Had, yeah, from every dancer and to sign it. And he, that's a project that he has. Hmm. Um and he asked also for um, point shoes from you signed um, so he can one day say, look, I, fo- um, I photographed this dancer many, many years ago and now he or she is principal or soloist or this and anywhere. Um, but I was actually really, really surprised how the, the pictures came out. I was, is that me? Wow. (laughs) And and we got to work five hours, I think, or four. Five hours? Yeah. Wow. Doing different poses, and and every time he he got to shoot one picture and then um, change the lights, the same pose, no? And then the picture will come, you know, really, really different from the lighting. But, yeah, it was was an amazing experience, and... With those pictures and or photos, I could see that. Wow, I can do I can do amazing stuff here. You know, yeah. Um, like I told you, my my self confidence is a little bit. Um, you know, sometimes I get no, I can't. No, I can't do this. I can't do that. But actually, I can if I if I'm brave enough to believe it. Sometimes That's- I don't believe in myself, and then I see. And then change my mind. <laughs> and is that self-confidence something which you're still sort of struggling with? Is that a challenge yeah. for you? Yeah, well, when I moved here, um, well, first I uh, my self-confidence was challenged a little bit when I got to do very, very young. It was my year to do Clara in the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. But then my teacher changed it to Cinderella, a bigger production. So I, I got to do Cinderella, very young, and I got my first part of the classes from there, you know, and, and that was my first challenge to, to do a character on stage. Um, Cinderella has many emotions. Um, when she, she did it like the Disney product, like the Disney movie, kind of, to involve little girls. So, mm-hmm. the you know, the little mice were um, sewing my dress. For the party, and then the cat can, comes and destroys it. So I, I had a, like a drama 
scene. Mm -hmm. And my teacher was telling me, you have to, you know, do this character. And then I got really nervous saying, I really can't do it. It's, you know, and I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. But um, that was when I was, I think, 11 or so. And yeah, since there, my, my self-confidence has been, is really hard to handle. Um, when I came here and, and gained weight, I was also struggling a lot because uh, I said I will never have the body I had before or um, I will look um, very ugly in a tutu on stage or something. Mm. Um, yeah, but then people remind me, you know, you have potential to do this. Or, um, and I'm very thankful for all the people that I have around because they encourage me a lot. And, you know, seeing, for example, a dancer like Atoya in class or inspires me every day or watching War Ballet Day for 24 hours, <laughs> um, you know, those things get to inspire me a lot and keep going. Absolutely, yeah. and you're still young. You're only nineteen. You've yeah. got your yeah. You've got your entire career ahead of you. You've mm -hmm. got you know what the next ten plus years, ten fifteen years for yeah. for you to, um, as you say, work every day to be able to achieve the goals and the dreams that you have. So yeah. it's you know you have to give yourself time to to be able to reach your dreams. And I think you're an amazing inspiration to all, lots of young dancers out there who are on, on the journey. And, uh, you know, I hope that people listening out, listening today and, and watching will be able to follow in your footsteps and achieve amazing things at such a young age. So I just, <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And, you know, you. I, I'm so excited to have you as part of our wonderful team and I can't wait for your new blog and photos. And for everyone, as I said, go out and um, Google the beautiful photos, have a look on our site and also on Claudia's uh, blog as well. And make sure you subscribe to get her latest blogs. Thank you very much, Claudia. Thank you, Savannah, for everything. My pleasure, my pleasure. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.